1069. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 1069. We're online for you at WRQK.com. I'm joined every morning by the able bodied Matthew Fantone, who happened to be right. You had happened to be right on, on the story of the week. You had suspected that law enforcement would, in fact, find Steve Stevens deceased, that we would not get him alive, he would not face justice, that he would be dead. And turns out, tall guy, nailed it. You were right. Doesn't feel right to award you any prize no, for no, that thing. No, I'm not going to victory lap that one. No, it doesn't feel right to do that, but you were, in fact, right. They uh, they did find him deceased. Coward's way out, dude. There was a, uh, there was just... Is an, that how you feel? Yeah, I mean, especially in a situation like this, I don't want to be like, yo, if you've ever been suicidal, you're just a coward. But, like, that was certainly, you know, evidence. It was the same way as that dude that threw himself over the the balcony of the courthouse when he was going on trial oh, for raping that kid. Okay, in yeah, yeah. Exactly, and that's coward's way out, dude. You know, you knew you were wrong. You knew what you did was terrible, and uh, you know you, you're not able to face the uh, face the, the punishment. There. So, what I was curious about yesterday is where the audience would be. Sure. Now, I read a bunch of comments online, and people were like he got what he deserved and good, and mm-hmm. thank God. And so, I was really curious though. Like, do most people feel as if that was the way that should have ended, or do most people feel like he they would have rather seen him face justice? I I, I, would- I don't know. I would like to think that most people would want there to be answers, that there would want to be some sort of justice in the sense of like, and I'm, you know, I, I, I've, I've famously been against the death penalty, but I understand the want for that man to be dead. I understand that he deserved to die. Um, but I'd like to think most people would want there to be answers that this guy would be able to, to, you know, explain what he did. So I, I that's what I think, but maybe the bloodlust gets to people. I don't know. And so we're going to take some calls on this all day. Because I kind of want to hear from what you guys think. Right. I kind of want to hear what people think. We'll do that at 1-800-243-7625. We'll air some of those today because I'm very curious on how people feel about that. Because right. I, 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 like you, once I went home yesterday, I was like, you know, he's probably right. This is probably the way this is going to go. But there's part of me that wants to see this guy, that wanted to see this man face a judge and be thrown away for what he did. There's, there's, you know, I think that level of justice when it comes to a judge, I think there's other people who almost wish that somebody else would have killed him, whether that's cop or somebody ah, else. Great point. And, 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 and I feel like almost the last option there of you of him killing himself, that's probably what people wanted least. That's probably the least satisfying. And I guess satisfying, I don't know if the right is the right word, but the least just out of all of it. it yeah, feels, I would agree. It feels like, you know, you didn't get what you deserved. Even though you're dead, even though you killed yourself, it doesn't feel like you got your comeuppance. On the program throughout the like the last year, year and a half, I have been accused multiple times of being a LeBron apologizer. Yeah. People always tell me, you just apologize for everything he does. You're just, you know, you're a LeBron homer and this and that. He's caught up in something right now that I'm not sure really is something. I think it's a blog out of Boston that's like looking to like take LeBron down a peg. We're gonna examine that. Mm-hmm. Because I want to get into that. Because again, I think I am going to get his back here, and I uh, I'm not sure that what he's caught up in now is really that controversial. But people, of course, online are trying to make it so. Should remind you of this: that every weekday, between six o'clock in the morning and nine o'clock at night, we do Rock 1069's Workday Double Pay. We give you a keyword, you text it in, and you win yourself a thousand dollars. It happens at ten after every hour. That's when you get your keyword. So you're getting your first one. Right now. Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the program. We're online for you. WRQK.com. That's where we're going to uh, to uh, point you shortly. We want you to see this video for yourself. LeBron's caught up in this controversy. Before we get there, 
710, your next opportunity to win yourself $1,000 with Rock 1069's Workday Double Pay. Hooking you up with a grand. That's good stuff. It's the best stuff, dude. That's the good best. stuff. Like, Money's the best stuff ever. No better prize, dude. Once in a lifetime experience. People are like, can I trade this in for cash instead? You know, people <laughs> always say money can't buy happiness. And, you know, you can't replace love with money and all this stuff. You never notice radio stations. They never give away love. Never. Not once. It, the contest isn't like, hey, win a buddy. Yeah. The hey, contest is win money. You know why? Because money's the thing you'll sign up for. Money's the thing you'll pay attention to. So 710, you get your next keyword. Also, 830 this morning, we'll hook you up with Warp Tour tickets. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. We'll do those at 830. I have been accused by some haters of this program as uh, over the years being a LeBron apologist or being a little bit too much of a LeBron homer. Now, this year, I've kind of hammered on him a little bit because of the resting thing, because I think it's just bad for the league overall. And... You know, people had said to me, you know, you're unfairly making it about LeBron. And I will point you back to when LeBron looked at the camera and said, when did this become an issue? When I started doing it. So he made it about LeBron, not me. But I have always really praised LeBron's business acumen. I've said, if you want to, you know, be a little bit more successful, watch what LeBron does off of the court with his other businesses. And uh, he's very cutthroat. The moment he feels like somebody can't no longer help him or they're no longer something that can be used, thing he'll throw you right to the side, i.e. Johnny Manziel. LeBron James was one of the first people to jump off that boat. It was like, you know what? This kid's a mess. I'm out. Sure. And, I, you know, obviously there's plenty of issues with LeBron. And by that, I mean, sure, if you want to point to, uh, you know, him resting or him flopping or him whining or, or, or whatever the case is. Um, but when you say haters, I think you hit the nail on the head in the sense of there's some people that no matter what this dude does, i.e. the greatest basketball player on the planet right now, i.e. A, a, yes. a, 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 a family man who is taking care of his children, who is taking care of his wife, who married his high school sweetheart. Um, and, you know what? That gets overlooked with him a lot. That's, that is a good role model thing with him. And, and third, a guy who has genuinely taken a, a platform and turned it into something very positive. He's opening up his own school, dude. Uh, listen, you can. You, there's things to complain about with LeBron. Sure, there are. Like any other human being on the face of the planet. But like, dude, I, I, you're, you're a hater if you're just like, dude, he sucks. He's a terrible person. You suck for liking him. Ah, you're a hater. No, there are things that w- we don't love greatness in its time. Like we like greatness once they're retired, and then it's like they were the best. Right, right. But in their moment, what you're doing is you're challenging the greatness that came before them, and we're uncomfortable as viewers with that. Sure. You know what I mean? That we're uncomfortable with somebody maybe tempting with the Michael, you know, uh, you know, legacy. And I've always said about LeBron about basketball is that I personally think he's kind of better than Jordan. I think he's a different player. He's definitely uh, different. Undeniable. I mean, the styles are way different. But I think he's probably ultimately better. You can't just make it about championships if you ask me. Now, that's just a personal opinion. But I will always give him credit because he took Kobe out of the conversation. Right. Kobe used to be in that conversation of like, well, maybe Jordan's level. And Kobe's got more championships than LeBron does. And, dude, like nobody says, well, maybe Kobe's as good as LeBron. Nobody says that. You know, and obviously I think Jordan knocked some guys out of the way, too, where, you know, Magic and Bird were once upon a time looked at in that same lens yes. where it's it, it's now down to these. Saving the even, guys, even guys like Kareem, you know, and I think a big part of that, what it is, is it's much like music where 
you look at your sports, you look at your sports heroes from when you were a child, you put them on such a pedestal. You put them as like greatest player of all time, greatest band of all time, because to you, they were. They were, and, 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 and nothing's going to change that memory you had from when you were nine and you saw, you know, Jordan jump from the free throw line and it was the most incredible thing in the world. But, like, it, things change. It, just because you feel that way doesn't mean that that still is fact. And, and you can't make it just about championships because then wouldn't Russell be the best then? Right. Right. Wouldn't Bill Russell be the best then? Right. At, at that point, can't just make it about the rings. There's, you can't make it about any one factor. There has to be a, there's, there's a million different things that go into making somebody the greatest at something. And it's not just the championships. It's not just the MVPs. It's not just the points. It's not just the blocks. It's not just the assists. There's a million different things that have to go into that decision of greatest of all time. I think this I know to be true. That if LeBron up and retired after this season. Yeah. Now, he's got years left, yeah, but, it, but if he was to up and retire after this season, the ratings next year in the NBA would plummet. Like, and they weren't great this year. They be, and I think they were coming off like huge highs over the last two because uh, you know the surge of Golden State and the Cavs together, that kind of thing. Sure. I think they just kind of fell off maybe. But they, I know if LeBron retired this year, next year, the eyes on the NBA are half what they are now, I would bet. I mean, obviously the biggest superstar in the sport, and I mean, I could say biggest superstar in sports. So, yes, there's no denying that, that if LeBron were to walk away tomorrow, that there would be a huge, not only a huge hole in the Cavaliers, but a huge hole in basketball. So there's this blog out of, I believe it's Boston, actually, Barstool Sports. And it's, you know, if you're on Twitter, these things have become like wildly popular. They they have like Barstool Sports Cleveland, Barstool Sports Boston, Barstool Sports Atlanta. I believe believe it's one of those. I think it's one of those where it has different, you know. Did not know that, had not known that. But they now have got some video, and we've posted this at WRQK.com. And I do want you to see it for yourself. I've also tweeted it out at Sansbury Show. You can see it there. But we have a little audio from it, and we're going to run this. And then we'll give you our opinion because they're now saying Barstool Sports is at least, and it's probably clickbait, but they're trying to make the argument that LeBron James was disrespecting the national anthem. So let's listen to this and then you know we'll dive into it. So there's the end of the anthem. Let's go! Say anthem's not over yet. He gets into like playoff mode. Let's go! And Pops he screams, his shirt open, yeah. Superman style. He's ripping off like the warmups, and now people are. I saw online blogs equating this to what Colin Kaepernick had done. And admittingly, when I saw this, I wanted to. When I saw the headline, I wanted to hate on LeBron a little bit. I did. I wanted to hate on him, but then I watched it. And I was like, okay, it's close. It's close. But I'm not sure. It wasn't calculated. Let me make a spectacle of myself during this thing that's about the country. The way Kaepernick landed for me. Now, that may have not been the way Kaepernick's protest landed for you. But that's the way it landed for me. It landed like he was trying to make something about him during this. I'm not sure that's what LeBron was doing here. In the article where this video kind of got attention, I mean, the guy goes so far as to say, like, how disrespectful to the troops. Yeah, that they did make it about I that. I mean, like, listen, you want to talk about making a mountain out of a molehill. Like, you want to talk about, like... 
getting offended over nothing. I mean, this is... Dude, you can listen to it as you listen to the audio, dude. This is obviously... Cleveland does, the Cavaliers do something where all 20,000 people sing along with the national anthem. Okay. Like the chick that's in center court, like, hey, it's, you know, Rebecca Rodriguez, she's singing the national anthem. She starts it, but then she takes the microphone down and all 20,000 people start singing it together. Like Motley Crue, because Vince couldn't sing. And it's supposed, Let the audience do it. It, 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 it. At this point, I feel like it's kind of forced. If that happens organically, that's awesome. But it, to this point, it feels like, hey, everybody sing along with us. It feels a little forced, but like, it's everybody all kind of together doing this. Yeah. So you hear, as people are singing the national anthem, you hear that pop of the crowd. You hear people going, yeah! That's during the middle of the national anthem. So why aren't those people held to that same standard that LeBron is, dude? I mean, this is... Yeah, that's crazy. You hear people screaming? Cheering? And... In any sporting event I've ever been to, at the tail end of the anthem, people do that. The emotion starts to come up through you, and we all start clapping before that's over. Right? Let's go! Everybody else starts clapping. Yeah. Everybody else starts clapping. Dude. Like I said, everybody else. Does. I wanted this to be super controversial. I did. I wanted to be able to hate on him a little bit with it, but I think this is people just nitpicking. Now, he's very smart, and I've always heard this take that smart people can't be conveniently dumb. And you know what I mean? But like, what would be the point of doing this at the tail end of this? He's not trying to make a statement or anything. Right. And I, I mean, I don't think this was like an, an error of judgment. I mean, this is when, as you start saying home of the brave, that's when people start clapping. You scream, you put your hat on, you cheer. Let's go America. So like this, that's commonplace, dude. And I mean, you hear people, other people doing the exact same thing. Yeah. I, I don't understand why LeBron is, is, is being called disrespectful to the troops. I think this is coming from a sports fan base via Boston who knows they can't beat him and they're just looking to take him down then in like the public opinion court, which is the exact wrong thing to do. I, I, I think I certainly think there's yes, it's a Boston blog that hates LeBron, you know, screw the Cavs. Um, I also think that LeBron right now is wearing a little bit of the uh, Hillary Clinton on him. He's wearing a little bit of, he went out and did this, and now he has become one of those people that the alt-right is going to look to take down a peg any opportunity that they have. You think so? Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, dude, he, dude, I mean, he came huh. out publicly, publicly, yo, Hillary, Hillary, Hillary. Right, and then, and then, Spoke at the rally. and then had the opportunity, you know, here, where, oh, dude, he's just another one of those Hollywood elites, blah, 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 blah. I think that's definitely a part of the equation here. Yeah, I mean, there's no way. I mean, dude, he's a lightning rod no matter what. No matter what And so, yeah, th- I mean, people get really uptight about those kinds of things. There's no way they're going to give him the pass on that. This is actually the game that I was at 
Um, yeah, because I, I all right, because one of the Twitter followers, Lynn, says I was at this game. Nobody noticed this during the moment. Nobody noticed it during the moment at all. Um, the thing I'll say about that is, is, is I stood there during the national anthem at the Cavs game. Everyone else was kind of singing along. People really need to get off the high horse when it comes to this national anthem. Let me guess: texting, texting, doing all this stuff, uh, talking, not not paying attention, not standing there, kind of respecting, just doing whatever they wanted to do, eating nachos and. And, and like I said, you know, they have 20,000 people sing the national anthem, and people didn't know the words, dude. People were effing things up left and right. Really? Of course, dude. Of course. So, like, we can all act like, oh, it's the most important thing we do as Americans, but you don't. You stand there, you, you, you eat your nachos, you're not paying attention, you're messing up the words to the national anthem. Oh, yeah, that's a bad so, look. Like, so, like, yeah, you can, act like, you can act like, oh, Colin Kaepernick, what a piece of crap, but it's like, I don't know, dude. And I'll go back to what I've said all the time. Well, this- I mean, I will say, I think there's a difference between screwing up the lyrics because you had too many beers pregame versus is making a statement about how the country's in the wrong place. Eating, eating nachos and texting? All right, I'll give you that one. Eating nachos and I'll texting? Give you that. Okay, yeah, that's no, not great. Can't put your nachos down. Even me, the ultimate fat ass, would be like, you know what, dude, the cheese sauce can wait. If, if you as a citizen are outraged by any of these national anthem things, dude, you better be standing at home. I, I, I stand firm to that. You watch it on TV and you're sitting there, sitting there watching it, talking to it on your phone, and it's like, dude, we, we all act like this is so important and no Nobody treats it as such. Nobody treats it as such. Yeah, LeBron and the crosshairs. I, you know, I don't see it. I I, I wanted to hate him for it, but I I think this is people reaching. I really do. The video's online, WRQK.com in the Sansbury Show section. Watch it. Vote for yourself there. You can also, like I said, I tweeted it out, at Sansbury Show's how you follow that. You can vote for yourself. I I personally, I I think people are reaching. I, I really do. 710, your next keyword happens. For Rock 1069's Workday Double Pay, we'll get you hooked up with $1,000.710 on the show. And more of it happens next. Hang on. That's all it is, is guilt. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's not the way I was raised. We were raised uh, non-denominational, born-again Christian there, which is, again, total weirdos. But, like, there wasn't as much guilt, So, which is why I think it was invented. Because it was like, yeah, we like Catholicism, but the guilt part we're not crazy about. Well, it pushes people away. It has to. Like, if all I'm doing doing is coming to your service every Sunday and hearing hearing how terrible I am. And then hit up for money. Eternal damnation, blah, 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 blah. Dude, yeah, of course I'm going. I'm going to back out of that yeah, one. Uh, yeah, you're going to see audiences yeah, decline dude. there. Yeah, you, you need to have one of those churches, and I guess there's probably people out there who are like, no, these churches are the problem, but you need to have one of those churches where it's like, yeah, everybody can come. It's going to be fine. We're not going to yell at you. Yeah, dude. wear your football jersey. We'll do it in a movie theater. It'll right, be wild. Right, right. I mean, I'm not surprised those churches are getting bigger. So Ernest Angeli, it, it found out that he has like that that buffet, that cathedral buffet, Yeah, had I, that cathedral buffet, and we found out during the program that Fantone and his family went. Yeah, it, now what this all boils down to is, uh, I guess, you know, years and years and years ago, my mom's family, like her extended family, her grandparents, cousins, uncles, and all that, I guess they were really involved in the Ernest, the Ernest Angeli Church. Like, they were really involved with it. Really? D- donated a ton of money to it. Like, oh, my mom's mom gave him money all 
all the time. And, and that's what I was going to say is I talked to my grandpa about it, and he's like, that son of a bitch. He's like, that, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he's like, all that money, all of your great grandpa's money, that's where it all is. It built that, it built that, that wing of that church, and da, 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 da. So I guess my family had pretty close ties to, you know, Ernest Angley and, and the whole thing. And my mom was, I guess, just. Dude, you know, your great grandparents may have bought the hairpiece. I mean, honestly, maybe they did. Pretty damn close. So my mom was like, oh, dude, you know, I haven't been there since I was a kid. It was in the news. We should go there. And, uh, you know, I guess I'm glad we got in because now it's not even an option anymore. Yeah, dude, you took advantage of slave labor, uh, apparently, because he was ordered to pay $388,000 in back wages to workers who were not paid. And as of yesterday, the website says starting April 18th, the Cathedral Buffet will be closed to the public. And so the Akron Beacon Journal reached out to some people over there. Two different people gave them the same stock answer. The restaurant always kept its prices low for families. It never made a profit, and the restaurant cannot run without volunteers. Now, that sounds like towing the company line to me. That sounds like towing the company line to me. (laughs) I'm sure Golden Corral has figured out a way to make a profit without volunteers, so I'm going to assume the Cathedral Buffet was probably doing okay. Do you remember what the price was when you guys went? $15. Normal buffet price, probably $12.95, per per, per adult, you you know, standard price there. I mean, I think that's what about Golden Corral would be. It's like 15 bucks. Chinese buffet, probably about 15 bucks, you know. Really? So it's it wasn't, you know. So it's not like it was like $5. No, 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 no. No, it, this was just somebody looking to skim the money and, off and, the And top. let's be real, I mean, the food was good. I will definitely say, like, the food was good, but you could tell that place hadn't been renovated in 40 years. Like, the right. carpet was from the 70s. The, the the tables were from the 70s. Like, all that stuff. You, It was like walking into a time capsule where it was just like, oh, my God. So this is what it was like. I uh, Now, I'm a pessimist, right? And, I, and, and, and so I always look at, like, things probably from the negative. And for me, when I heard this... I just have the visual, and I'm probably wrong, but I just have the visual of like Ernest Hangley just dumping out the cash register <laughs> into like you know I don't know probably like pillowcases and throwing right. them over ha 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 and like right. let that evil laughing oh god look at all this money oh god and as he's like carrying out the back door and just like you know I don't know probably spreading it on the mattress and you know sleeping with hookers on top of it of the course. whole deal of course and little old ladies are just up there deep frying that chicken burning them themselves not getting paid anything for it yeah I, I i can it's not too much of a stretch dude i think essentially that's what this report says is that's exactly what was happening on march 29th ernest angeli was ordered by a federal judge to pay more than three hundred eighty-eight thousand dollars in back wages and damages to more than 200 unpaid workers at the buffet the u.s department of labor uh, alleged that the cathedral buffet used unpaid volunteers as workers Angelie allegedly coaxed church members to volunteer at the buffet. And I remember saying when this story broke, I was like, I know how these guys work. They're going to tell you, Jesus would want you. You're going to help. And it's your actions on earth that will get you into heaven. And, dude, he's, he sold them hook, line, and sinker on that whole you're going to help Jesus. But if that all applies to the cathedral buffet, why don't we take a step back further with it? And why don't we talk about, like, tithing? And, like, he's doing the exact same thing when it comes to give me 10% of your income, right? I mean, he's doing the exact same thing. And, and how many church volunteers exist in the planet right now, dude? I'm guaranteeing you all those guys that, oh, I, I'm not a much of a churchgoer, but like those dudes who are there like taking you to seats, they're volunteering, right? There's volunteers at churches on a regular basis. And if you don't volunteer for the church, you're going to hell, right? 
So, I, Jeez, I hope not. I, well, I just feel like if if this applies to the cathedral buffet, why doesn't this apply to the Sunday school teacher and to the to the guy who works the funerals and to the lady who plays the the piano or whatever? I feel like all those people are, should be pre- paid. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, yes, probably. But or or or, why am I allowed to volunteer for the Stark County Hunger Task Force, and that's okay? But I can't volunteer for the cathedral buffet if if, if I genuinely am offering my if I'm offering my services for free, why is that? Why is that wrong? All right, is there a difference because it's a setup business that's bringing money in? You can't volunteer for a for-profit organization. Yeah, you can. Well, I don't know. Can you? I mean, look, our company ended the, the whole intern program. Well, that the internship program a little bit different than a volunteer. When you're when you're an intern, you're getting credit for something you, for school. You're you're, you're yeah. essentially becoming an employee of the organization, even if you're not being paid. With a volunteer, dude, if somebody wanted to say, you know, like WKDD does Kids Day, if somebody was like, hey, I would like to volunteer for Kids Day to be like work parking, we'd be like, okay, yeah, come on in and and and, and we'll take you. You know what? Yeah, we probably would take volunteers for that, so, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't I don't understand why the cathedral buffet maybe because because it's a I, it's a restaurant, buffet. right? Yeah. I mean, it's a restaurant. Otherwise, other restaurants are going to say, "Well, technically couldn't we do that then?" Well, you're going to have a harder time pulling in volunteers to, you know, the Golden Corral because it's like Jesus ain't coming to me at the Golden Corral. If I work at the Cathedral Buffet, maybe I have the You might get to see Jesus more. (laughs) Maybe. Might might get to see it faster than you think. If I work at the Cathedral, maybe I get into heaven there. Uh, We'll get into this a little later in the program, but this is breaking news now where former NFL star Aaron Hernandez was found dead in his jail cell early Wednesday morning, according to the Massachusetts Department of Corrections. In a statement, the Department of Corrections said Hernandez was discovered hanged in his cell by corrections officers. They were found by officers, not hanged by them. That was around 3.05 this morning. Local time, he was pronounced dead at 4.07. Hernandez was serving time at the Correctional Center in Shirley, Massachusetts. He was in a single cell, according to the Department of Corrections. Um, this was about a murder that he had committed. Uh, uh, right there it was like videotape at, at the compound or at his house, well, and uh, of him getting rid of the gun. And it was uh, it was a couple years ago he was found guilty of a murder, and yeah. then recently he was found innocent of a double murder. Of a double murder, so, right? But he's still serving a, a, a life sentence. So yeah, that's he was from ser- that first murder. Yeah, he was serving a sentence of life without parole for the murder of Odin L. Lloyd in 2013. That, according to the Boston Globe, but yeah, that's breaking news. Jeez. Coming out of Massachusetts, where Aaron Hernandez found dead. In his cell. We're going to wrap up this Steve Stevens thing. Um, that sounds the wrong way to say that, but we, we will get into Steve Stevens and give you uh, your $1,000. We'll do that next on the Stansberry Show. Stansberry Show on Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Your next opportunity to win yourself $1,000 happens very shortly with Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay. By now, I would imagine most of you have heard that Cleveland Facebook killer is how he's been described. Steve Stevens was found dead. And apparently this is all like the whole thing started the capture or or being found over fast food. I know everybody feels like that's a head scratcher, but like you have to eat. You're on the run, right? You, you don't have like your. You don't have. You're your, not like, going your, home. You don't have your refrigerator, right? What else are you gonna eat? You know what I mean? Like you have. You don't have very many other options. If you haven't stayed up to date on this, we do have a little audio. We'll run that for you right here. Drive-through employee that was working at the time recognized him or thought uh, noticed that the car was Ohio tags on it and it was a white Fusion and. Uh, 
took his money and he pulled to the next window. Meanwhile, she stepped out of there and called the state police right away. The, the owner of this McDonald's in Erie, Pennsylvania, describes how one of his employees helped to nab Steve Stevens. He'd become the subject of a national manhunt after he admitted to fatally shooting Robert Godwin, a great-grandfather, on Easter Sunday and posting the horrific crime on Facebook. We are grateful to the people that gave this tip to the Pennsylvania State Police. He couldn't have got more than, I don't know, 100 yards on Buffalo Road before the police were behind him. Police followed fast. As nearby surveillance video shows, he led them on a chase for a mile and a half. Then an officer strategically rammed Stevens's car to try and stop him. As the officers approached the vehicle, Steve took his own life. It happened almost 48 hours after Stevens admitted on Facebook to taking the life of 74-year-old Robert Godwin and posting that on the social media site. His family is still peacefully trying to cope with their loss. One thing I do want to say is I forgive them. I know my dad had to, had to die, I guess, for people to realize that life isn't guaranteed, but I just want everybody to know that you should be kind to everybody you meet and to love your family. Because they all you got. Jeez. Man. Jeez. Man. I, I, like, here's the thing. I think I probably have it in me to forgive somebody at some point. Sure. But I couldn't say it two days removed right. from it. Day of, like, these people have already, you know, had big enough hearts to be able to forgive this, man. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. And, and now, listen, anytime, obviously, you lose somebody, it's going to be tragic. And especially you lose somebody to violence. But there's something really, really cruel about this 78-year-old man who's made it his entire life this far to get taken out in a way like this. Yeah. You know, if it was cancer, it would suck, and, and, and that's life. And I don't want to say it would be less sad if a 22-year-old man got shot, but it's more predictable. It's more... I wouldn't be as surprised. The fact that this was just a 78-year-old guy... Randomly. Walking down yeah. the street, you know? I mean, of course there's, you know, collateral damage and in, in, in gun violence, and there's there's going to be things like that. But, dude, for a 70... It's just a, a great grandpa. It's awful. Yeah, no, awful. that's bad. And like I said, I think I could probably, over time... I'm learned to turn the other cheek and forgive and do all that, but like two days removed from it, could I say that? I don't think so. I, as a matter of fact, I know I couldn't do that. Right. I, it, I was wrong about this thing all the way around. I, I thought, well, we're going to totally get him. We'll catch him. And I was like, he's not going to be in the same car anymore. He knows everybody in the world's on the lookout for this. And I guess maybe I just didn't give enough credit to maybe not trying to get away. You know what I mean? Maybe he knew what the end would do because that was your whole thing. He knows what the end's going to be anyway. Yeah, th there was a couple different things that pointed to suicide for me was that if this guy really was on a murderous rampage, there would have been a, a trail of dead bodies behind him. There was only one. And and, and that that right there, I don't I don't want to say like he regretted what he did, but I think he did it and was like over realized right, what it was. Whoa, right. whoa, whoa, right. whoa, whoa. I would and agree with that. If, if he really was in the mindset of like, I'm just going out on a rampage, then there would have been dead bodies from here to Erie PA and there wasn't so uh, he knew he wasn't going to get away with it you know what I'm saying because obviously when you post something on Facebook you know you're not going to get away with right. it but uh, I think he just felt like he probably didn't have any other options left and as soon as those police and, and from what I've heard is that the police hit the car right. and as soon as the, as the car went in that tailspin that's what I've heard that's when he put the gun in his mouth and shot himself wow wow and so all morning and actually since a hearing about this yesterday I've been curious about this aspect 
is because I read a bunch of the comments on news sites, obviously, right. you know what I mean? And it seems like people are happy w- with the solution. And so I'm wondering, is that really how the community feels? Like, would you have rather have him faced justice or is this justice for you? I don't, I've been, I've been struggling with that. I think ultimately I would like him to face a judge and have us get a an actual resolution here but we've uh, been asking your for your opinion on that we've been doing so at 1-800-243-7625 stansbury show hello hey how you guys doing this morning we're doing well man how about you not too bad hey uh about this uh facebook killer yeah sort of maybe getting an answer which i don't think he would have had an intelligent reason why he did it anyway he did the taxpayers of justice because he deserved a death sentence, and he would have sat on death row, hopefully on death row, but he would have sat there for 10, 15, 20 years while we paid for all of his appeals. Screw that. So you're just, you're just happy we're saving the money versus, versus finding justice then? Well, that was justice. He deserved so? to die. He okay. deserved a death penalty. He was going to die anyway, hopefully. Okay, that's a valid that's a valid opinion. I kind of would have liked to seen him face a judge. That's just me, but uh, but I can totally respect your opinion. Thanks for calling in, man. Yep, have a good one. You too. One hundred six nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock one hundred six nine. It was earlier this morning. Uh, we played you a little audio from the Cavs playoff game the other night, and LeBron starts like kind of getting amped up before the anthem's over, and now there's this sports blog coming out of Boston who's saying he's disrespecting the anthem. He went so far, the blogger did, to say he was disrespecting what the troops have done um, given this. And and I maintain that this is very different than what Kaepernick was trying to do. I feel like this is just emotion coming out of the end of the national anthem was we all kind of do that as you hear that thing ramping up. You start clapping. You start doing that thing. It kind of feels more like that to me. Videos online, WRQK.com. You can vote for yourself there. I uh, and, and whether or not you see, oh, you have that. Yeah, hold up. Oh, yeah, 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 let me hear that. People cheering, people yelling, people eating nachos, people texting. Yeah, you were at this game when this happened. You said people didn't even notice it. Let's go! And you probably wouldn't, right? Because you're getting amped up for the game. You're caught up in the national anthem. You probably wouldn't have even noticed that. I mean, and, and there is something about, like, and don't get me wrong. I understand that that's two minutes of, like, respect right there. Yeah. But there is, like, two minutes of, like, dude, it gets you hype. Like, there is a little bit of, like, dude, we're about to do this. Like, it is time. The national anthem is, like, a sig- it signifies, it's like. It's go time. It's go time, dude. Yeah. It is time. Even at charge games, I can remember, like, having to tell myself, like, Dude, national anthem. Stand still. Be calm. Quiet down. I know you're excited, dude, but you have to. You you, you gotta you gotta es- hold on here. Especially as a rep from the team now, of course, of you course. do gotta watch and, that. But like as you know, you get to that and the home of the brave. Yeah, that's, USA, baby. That's right. Like that's a, that's our that's our American erection right, moment. Like, dude, that is like the flex the muscles moment. Best country in the world the, moment. The national the national anthem. I've said this before. The national anthem is like audio Viagra for the country. That's what it is. We're getting amped up for the moment. And so I feel like people, I feel like this is Boston just being bitter, but the video's online, WRQK.com in the Sandsbury Show section. You can uh, judge for yourself there by watching that. All right. So I have been described by audience members who don't necessarily love the program as a loudmouth idiot. Right, and I've sure. been called. I've been doing this long enough to where more than enough people are going to have that opinion of you. I was going to say, I think even people who like the program are like, yeah, he's a lot of <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, yeah, probably him. Right, and so I understand 
the struggle when when people want to cast that around your neck over things that you have said and opinions that you have. Of course. And so I'm going to now take a few minutes to get the back and defend another well-known, described, loudmouth idiot. Okay? And that is Charles Barkley. Now, Chaz has said some things over his uh, career as a broadcaster, and he's an instigator, and he knows what he's doing. Right? And... I think people turn on that TNT show for what he says and for what Shaq says and like what they kind of say versus like breaking down of game tape. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's an entertainment it, it, show. It, it, it's the personalities there, and certainly with those two guys, they are more personality than they are X's and O's, and that's okay. Like that's that's you all need right. those yeah. guys. You absolutely need those guys. So I guess they were about to host TNT was the the Boston Celtics game the other night. Game one of the Boston Celtics series, yeah. And if you don't know, Boston's like star now, they're they're I believe he's the point guard, Correct. right? Is Isaiah Thomas, son of former NBA great Isaiah Thomas. And I think it was the day before this game, it might have been two, don't quote me there. His sister, Isaiah Thomas's sister, had been killed in a car accident. China Thomas Mm -hmm. had been killed in a car accident. And Isaiah decided he was going to play the game. Okay. Now, before the game starts, he can be seen on the sideline in a chair, like visibly like bawling. Like he's crying. Right. Right. Now, he lost a family member. And so, like, I totally understand that this isn't, there's no crying in sports. This is like, no, dude, my sister just died. There's going to be emotion. Right. And, and, and this is the first game back. And this is something that obviously means a lot to him and his family. So, like, I, I know he was crying during the national anthem, too. And, like, it was, you know, throughout warm ups, throughout the pregame, he was very emotional. And I understand why. I can totally get that. So Charles Barkley goes on TV, and he's obviously going to reference this story. This is prior to tip-off. So this right. is after like they've been out there for warm-up, so just prior to tip-off so before they give it to the game. He has seen Isaiah Thomas on the sideline emotional, and it's right. Fantone's right. This is before they actually tip-off, because you're going to hear him reference you know, what happens in this game. And here's what Charles had to say about Isaiah Thomas on the sideline. I'm not even sure what to say. I'm not feeling comfortable with him sitting on the sideline crying like that, uh, that makes me uncomfortable. So that tells me uh, he, he's not in, sh- in shape to play. I mean, I don't know how this night is going to turn out. But to be sitting on the sideline a few minutes before the game crying, uh, that makes me uncomfortable for him. Uh, that's, just, that's just not a good look, <clears throat> in my personal opinion. I mean, he is clearly devastated, like we all would be if we lost a sibling. Uh, but sitting on the sideline, like right before the game, that, that makes me uncomfortable. And so all Charles says is that he's uncomfortable by it. Now, he says, you know, that I can tell he's not ready to play. Turns out Isaiah went off, scored 33, and uh, they lost to the Bulls, but not because Isaiah didn't play well. I don't think, anyway. I mean, no, you scored 33. I mean, I mean you, you kind of do so much. You, you kind of did your, your part there. But I don't necessarily now people are coming after Charles now, like bitching about what he had said. And I don't think anything he said's crazy out of line. What does your comfort have to do with this? What what is what does that have to do with anything? Well, I mean, you I'm gonna reach here, okay? But but there are gonna be people who make the argument that the NBA is a television product and it's for your audience ultimately at the end of the day. 
and their comfort level. But once the game starts, they're going to watch the game, right? Again, if, I said if, I was going to reach. If, if that was the NBA's thought, was that, well, hey, we don't want to put sadness into our basketball game? I mean, like, there's plenty of times, you know, hey, NBA we're cares. NBA cares, NBA right. troops, NBA this, that, and then the other. So what, right. you're not going to allow one of your, your, your star players, you're not going to allow one of your star players to have a real-life human moment prior to a game? Take the camera off in that. Now, I get the benefit of talking about this after it happened, right? Where Charles was giving you his opinion before. Now, so what, what I mean by that is, is that... To me now, what I know has happened is that he exercised the emotion out, right on the sideline. Is he's being like uh, he's being you know uh, embraced by a, a you know another member of his team, Avery Bradley, and I guess they grew up together in Washington or whatever before being NBA teammates. So they're kind of buddies, and you know he's being you know like hey man everything's going to be all right here. And so I feel like I, I understand what's happened here where he released the emotion. And got it out, and then was able to go do his job and play. And he ended up scoring 33, so he can play. Sure, and all that's great for Isaiah Thomas, so admirable. I, I mean, I, you know, on, honestly, I don't, I don't know how I would react in that moment, but I don't feel like just because that happened, that doesn't, uh, that doesn't negate what Barkley said. That, I mean, that doesn't. So you, so you do take issue with the fact that he called it uncomfortable. Uh, well, what do you I mean, what? I mean, there's because that, that word to me does is it doesn't have a negative connotation to it. What, but you're uncomfortable. It's not the most comfortable thing to watch somebody else cry. But what is your comfort level? I, I don't understand what your comfort level has to do with anything. I don't. What was the point you were trying to make there? I, I, I don't get it. Hey, I feel uncomfortable by that. I mean. W- I will admit that when I hear his comments, he it feels like he's walking me down the path that Isaiah should not play. Right, and like what what does that have to? So if 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 you're going to a funeral and you're uncomfortable, like I just don't understand what that has to do with. Is this guy going to be able to play? And if if he the point he was trying to make is that you know from a teammate's perspective, I don't know if I would want my teammate out there in that emotional state because I don't know how it's going to affect his his state of play. Well, you didn't make that point very clearly, Charles Barkley. If that's what you were going for, was is that like, well, from a player's perspective, I wouldn't want my guy out there so emotional because who knows how that's going to negatively impact his game, which is a valid point. I mean, dude, if, if you're emotional, you're losing, you know, you're crying, you, you, you can't pull yourself together right before tip off. I understand that point, but you didn't make that point. Yeah, I understand that. I, I hate to do this, but we need to go back because I'm being told now that Isaiah Thomas's dad is not Isaiah Thomas from the Detroit Pistons. I don't know if this guy knows that or not. I'm sorry. I did just kind of assume that. I and and I've heard that from other sports outlets. So I don't know. So again, if I misspoke there, I apologize, but I've been told that by people who are pretty tied into the sports world that those they are related, but I but again, I don't I guess I don't know for sure. I I'm sorry if I misspoke there. But I I I will get Charles's back here in the sense that it's not the most comfortable thing to watch. But I would not co-sign. We should not let athletes play in these moments because famously, the one I remember most is Brett Favre, his dad. And then Brett Favre went out there, and everybody said, "Oh, you know, I don't know, is he going to be able to do it?" And he went off. I believe it was a Monday night game. And if I remember correctly, was it Green Bay Raiders? Okay, maybe I don't have the game right. But it was, it, I mean, and I remember watching that game and people going, I don't know, is he going to be able to do it? The emotion of the dad and this and that. And sure enough, Brett Favre went out there and he killed it. And I think there's something in elite athletes where things like this can trigger them and this is a way they feel like they can honor that. And 
I think it's going to rob them of that opportunity, and it would rob us of well, great all-time performances. And nobody's decision to make other than the individual. I mean, nobody, I don't know who you think you'd be as Charles Barkley or anybody else to tell somebody that, no, you can't go to work. I mean, if you want to go, you go. If you want to take bereavement, you take bereavement. I, I understand both sides of that coin. But, like, dude, who, who, are, who are you as Charles Barkley or anybody else to tell somebody, a pro athlete or otherwise, dude, if I want to come to work and that's my relationship, and that's how I want to work through this. Who are you to tell me no? No, no nobody's in there. Nobody has that right. Okay, so looking into this via a, a couple of uh, Twitter followers, I'm so sorry. I feel like an idiot now about this. But apparently, dude, Isaiah Thomas's dad lost a bet and he had to name his kid that. Well, I mean, not too much of a stretch that you made there. To, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, Isaiah I, Thomas. Just, I just I, I feel bad about it. I feel like an idiot. Don't beat yourself up too much over that one, So buddy. Charles now is now responding back to the hatred that he's getting online and via these Twitter people. And of course, Charles takes the line we assume he takes. And secondly, I want to address something that really bothered me well, I heard that all these nitwit fools, idiots were complaining what I was saying about Isaiah Thomas the other night, making me uncomfortable. Number one, I don't care what y'all think. I don't care what your mom and daddy think either, just for the record. But to insinuate what I was trying to, or what I was saying, I'm uncomfortable talking about his pain and then going to basketball. For all you nitwit, nitwit scumbags, idiots, punks, to try to make that a story because y'all uh, don't have ratings and use my name to draw ratings. Don't do that. If you don't have any talent, just accept the fact you don't have any talent. Let me be me. Uh, I've talked to Isaiah. He didn't take any offense to that. But I was talking about I wish him and his family nothing but the best. Before you punk to try to make a big deal out of something, it just pisses me off. Obviously. Okay, so I'm good And now, and now you're good. That's, it, well, good. You, at least let us know so we can join in next time. No, because they, like I was buying my own business yesterday, and they were like, did Charles Barkley cross a line? Over the, over the one word, uncomfortable. Un- what you, I, I don't get it. Because thank you. you uh, thank know, you, Kenny. Because we were sitting here discussing that the other What's day. What's comfortable about a young man having a tragic death in his family? They made a story. There's nothing comfortable about that. That's a fair point. They, they made it a is, story. It, it is the definition of being uncomfortable. Thank you, Kenny. It is, that, that's that's true. I, okay, that's true. But again, you pay the price for who you are Outside of the one moment. What I mean by that is we know Charles to be a guy who tries to say things to make people angry. So you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt here. Now, I'm going to give it to him because, I, like I said, I don't think he was trying to be insensitive or tell the kid. That, that, you know what I mean? Like, it's not comfortable to watch somebody cry. I, I certainly don't think that he was trying to, but you didn't make your point very clear. When you listen to that first piece of audio, you're not saying, like, man, I feel so uncomfortable for this kid's sadness. It's You're saying, I, I, it makes me uncomfortable. Make me uncomfortable. I don't give a damn about your comfort level. Yeah, I don't. He probably did not express himself in the best manner, but again, you give somebody a live well, microphone, look at me, dude, I just sure. called Isaiah Thomas, the son of Isaiah it, Thomas, it, and he's not. Instead of instead of coming out here and Charles Barkley and his apology or explanation or whatever you want to call this, instead of saying, you guys are dumb, you guys are fools, you guys are busters, instead of saying that, hey, maybe I didn't make my point clear enough. Let me be clear about what right, I meant to say. Right. I've instead, talked to Isaiah. Instead of going to name calling, which is what he does here. Oh, you suckers with bad ratings. It's like, dude, you didn't make that point very clear. So what, everybody that's not on the show you're on has bad ratings? Suckers. They can't on, all man. have bad ratings. Come on, man. 
All right. Okay. Now that's fair. But ultimately, like I didn't, when I heard it, I was like, I think people are trying to make something out of this that maybe shouldn't be here. Cause again, I, if I turned on the TV tomorrow night, Cavs game, right? And God forbid, I don't want anything bad to happen to LeBron James's family. But if something did and he was crying, I'd be like, man, that's tough to watch. Now I will say is that it make, make me want to watch the game more because isn't then, and this is awful, but isn't then, then it's like, well, I want to see. Is this going to affect you, or are you going to overcome it? Am I going to get one of those legendary Brett Favre type performances? I would like it would make me more interested in the game. Worth noting, Boston Celtics lost their game last night. The number one seed is now down zero to two against the number eight Chicago Bulls. So <laughs> everybody said the Bulls were a disaster all year. You know, I, I obviously Isaiah Thomas. You know, you can't put a team loss on him, but there is a little bit of like, well, has this affected the the outcome of these games? You know, I guess I, I, that's a point to be argued. There. Hot question coming in for Fantone from, from Twitter. Making it sizzle. They want to know. Yeah. Stansbury Books, John Cena, live in oh, studio. Yes, whatever the question is. Stansbury yes, Books, John Cena, live in the studio yeah. for an interview. Okay. Close family member passes. You showing up to do that? I got to, right, dude? I have to. Dude, it's one of those things. And performance-based jobs, I think, are a little bit different than, you know, going to work at the bank, I guess. But, like... You feel an obligation to the audience. You feel an obligation to your yes. teammates. You feel an obligation to really yourself and and what you've dedicated yourself to. So, like, I, 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 of course, there's a part of me that's like, well, yeah, dude, I'm coming in. Well, no matter what happens, who knows in reality what would happen. But John Cena or otherwise, dude, I, I, I feel like, yes, I would want to deliver for the people who, you know, who, who I care about. So... If we book somebody else, he's saying a completely no, different answer. Care. He just he's he wants to talk to Cena. All right, we'll get Cena in here for you, buddy. We'll make that happen. That was the sound of my boner hitting the board right oh there. Oh my Hit god! Well, good thing you're gonna get yourself fired before <laughs> Cena gets here. I what we're gonna do next on the radio? What we're gonna do next on the show makes me very uncomfortable. But a Canton police officer did something the other day that I'm not crazy about. It might have been right, but I'm not crazy about it, and I'll fill you in next on the Stansberry Show. This rock station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Win your way into the Vans Warped Tour July 18th out of Blossom. We'll do those at 830. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. I would like to one more time apologize to the audience. I asked somebody in the hallway, is... Boston Celtics point guard star, the son of Isaiah Thomas, the son of Isaiah Thomas. And somebody had told me yes in the hallway, and I'm starting to suspect that they were like, we know it's not, but it'll be funny. He's going to believe me. He's going to say it, look like an idiot. And sure enough, I look and feel like an idiot. You didn't ask, is Isaiah Thomas LeBron James' son? Like, it's you didn't, I, don't, don't beat yourself up over this one, bro. I, uh, I do. I feel like an idiot. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't if I were you. Tomorrow on the program, 9 o'clock, we'll talk to Canton Police Officer Lamar Sharp. Big fan of the program. We're a big fan of his. He does a lot of charitable things in the community. We're going to give him an opportunity to tell you about two of those things coming up, and I believe we're actually going to take part tomorrow night at one of them. So that will be uh, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Now, I mentioned that because I'm about to tell you something that a Canton Police Officer did that I'm not crazy about. It may have had to have been necessary. Okay, so uh, let me start by saying that. This may have been necessary and it's just the idea of it just makes me i i just i'm not wild about it but apparently a police officer canton uh, one of canton's finest was uh dispatched out to a domestic issue call domestic you know uh yeah domestic 
issue call. And upon arriving, the officer himself was bit by their dog. He said the dog attacked. He was bit in the groin area, the cop was. That sucks. He shot the dog one time in the head. Jeez. The officer did. And it looks like, and again, I hate when this kind of stuff hits the news because people have an unrealistic fear of this breed, but they say it looks like it was a pit bull mix. He says when officers prepared to depart, the dog was still alive, uh, but they say the reports indicate the animal uh, likely would have to be euthanized. There was no indication the police officer was seriously injured. Police did arrest a man at the scene. Uh, They said they uh, did not yet have the report indicating the charge filed against the suspect, but again, they were dispatched out over a domestic issue. The dog is believed uh, to belong to a resident of the home, and they say here that they are under the impression they had multiple dogs in the home. But you see what happened here. A cop shows up to the door, and the dog attacked him, bit him in the in the groin, and he shot him. And I'm uncomfortable by that because I'm a, I'm a dog lover, but like I said, this may have had to have been necessary. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I have to 100% sign off with the cop here. I mean, it's not like he just shot this dog because the dog was barking or anything like that. The dog was it bit, him. bit him in the groin. I mean... What is cops supposed to do? I know people are going to make the argument. Maybe you tase the dog. I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know what protocol is there. But like when I read it this morning, I was like, oh, man, that bums me out. Now, I'm just a dog person. I love dogs. And I uh, am also a pit bull person. I've owned multiple pit bulls, three, I think four over my lifetime. Never bit a person. Never been aggressively violent with anybody in my home. Never had any issues. I do believe that it's how those animals are raised. I really do. Now, I could be way wrong, but well, I feel as if it's that's a, it's how they're raised. Obviously, that dog has no concept of like the authority of a cop into that dog, all that he was doing was protecting his home and his owners. Isn't that what people buy pit bulls for? Well, I, I, again, once... Yes, that is why you want to, you know, a a dog, partially, you know, partially is, you know, for home protection a little bit there. It's on the owner at that point. Like, if a cop was to come to my door, it would be on me at that point to make sure my dog is restrained. I open the door, there's the cop, dog goes at him. You know what I'm saying? To you- me, that is indicative of you being a poor dog owner. That the dog shouldn't just automatically, if I'm opening the door, the last thing the dog should do is attack the person outside the door. That's the last thing the dog should do. That's about ownership. That's not about breed. That's about ownership. It would be my opinion. Now, I could be wrong. I doubt it, but I could be. It's about, like I said, I've had like three or four of these. They've never bitten anybody, never attacked anybody. They were great with my brother's young child. They were, I mean, it's, there's been hysteria over this breed of dog because honestly, and I've said this before, what I will say about the pit bull breed is this. It attracts bad ownership. Because of what the dogs can do, they can be bred to fight, they can be bred to be mean, like them, Rottweilers, but so can German Shepherds. And ultimately, I think the breed, the way they look, it can sometimes attract negative ownership. And I mean, at the end of the day, yes, golden retrievers are the most commonly dog to bite. But when it comes to dogs, there's that, more of them, right? When it comes to dogs that kill people, it's pitbulls far and away. I and again, I think if we went back and we looked at all of, and not just had the numbers, but we had the association, meaning the ownership with it, we would find that much like children. It's ownership and parenting that kind of helps depict what you're going to have. I think it's. I honestly, I think me owning four of these with no issue is, 
I mean, that would be a lot of them for it just to be for that to be random, right? Or was that how I trained and raised my dog? Uh, probably a little bit of both there, where it's like we're talking about four dog versus literally millions of pit bulls, right? I mean, or thousands at the very least of like, you know, so I, I don't know if four is necessarily like, you know, a, a, an end of the conversation. Well, again, when you have, okay, all right, that's fair. I, I will grant you that. But when, again, when you own a dog like this, you end up meeting other people who do. And I could introduce you to hundreds of people who have these dogs who have never had issues because they're being raised properly in the home. Now, I, I will say, I think Rottweilers and pit bulls can attract the kind of people who want their dogs to be this way. And they do. As an officer of the law, or really anybody who's dealing with the public in their homes, you could be a pizza delivery guy, you could be a mail meter or a meter reader, a mail delivery man, a million different things. How am I supposed to know whether you are or are not a responsible pit bull? Well, again, it's up to you to have your dog restrained and not have it attack people. That should be on you. You should be responsible for your dog's actions. So let's say I'm a, I'm a mail guy and there's a pit bull in the front yard. Should I proceed with caution or can I trust that? I think anytime you walk into any yard with any dog, you should proceed with caution. Small dogs bite people too. You just don't hear about it because people go, ah, yeah, it's an ankle biter. But at the end of the day, small dogs bite people too. Shepherds bite people too. You should approach any dog with caution. Any dog you don't know, you should approach with caution. If a small dog bit this cop and this cop shot the small dog, a small dog incapable of killing the cop, because let's be real, Pipple can kill a person. I mean, if if, if, would he have been justified in shooting that? Uh, you could probably swat that dog away. So yeah, there are going to be different circumstances for different things. I don't think, but again, what I didn't want to have happen was have this story hit the news and have it be all about the breed. Right. I think it's about I think it's about the people who were in that house. And again, I'll remind everybody: the cop didn't go there for nothing. He was <laughs> dispatched out for a domestic call, which kind of then again lends me to, to to the line of thinking of you're the kind of person who probably mis raises your dog, doesn't raise him properly, and you're why now I have to register this kind of dog every city I live in, and it just you know. I, it's just, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm sure the guy was just doing his job, ended up getting bit in the groin, and now he probably has to go home and feel terrible about the fact that he had to shoot somebody's dog. Just raise your dogs better, and then we won't have an issue. You won't believe what a pastor is all upset about and what she's willing to say. You're going to hear it next on The Sansbury Show. Gary Show on Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Very excited as we're right around the corner now from getting you hooked up with another $1,000. This is Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay. Every hour, 710. I'm sorry, 10 after every hour. Mm -hmm. It's already 8 o'clock, mm -hmm. so 710 wouldn't make any sense. Nope. 10 after every hour. Let's yep. say it that way. Yep. Let's say it that way. From 6 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock at night, you get hooked up with $1,000. Listen for your next keyword just a few minutes from right now. Still to come on the program, we have a pair of Vans Warped Tour tickets. We'll get you hooked up with those around 8.30. Also, around 9.20 this morning, I have to get the back of our leader, of our president, Donald Trump. I heard of something he was doing yesterday, and I was like, you know what? I like that. I like that. So we'll give him a little pat on the back around 9.30 this morning. Growing up the son of a minister, the religion thing was big in my house. Pretty big, right? And one of the things my dad would complain about sometimes is that he really felt like, you know, these holidays get misconstrued of what they really should or were supposed to be about. I would have to agree 100% with him. I mean, as somebody who grew up with, like, literally no religion, 
all these holidays are just the stereotypes. Like Christmas for me, it is just about like giving presents and getting presents and like Santa Claus and like it, that's that's what it is to me. And and and, and I, I think your dad's right was right there. Now I have heard, and at least I heard Easter Sunday that Easter not necessarily was a religious thing. Essentially, it was about releasing of like this like this other thing before or whatever, and like you know, and then. Um, the religious people kind of took it over and made it about this. I don't know. No. I wasn't there. Neither were you. Yeah, kind of as, as, as I've been described, that like the concepts of Easter existed prior to Jesus. Right. It was just that, like, well, it's a pagan holiday, and the church took over a lot of the traditions. Therefore, they could kind of take over the holiday and make it much about like Christmas Jesus. was like a winter solstice, sure. solstice like thing, and then sure. you know whatever. Sure. But, you know, my dad, and now you know, you wouldn't go overboard with it, but he would mention it. He, you know, one of the things he wasn't crazy about is when people would spell Christmas Xmas. Like he was, it, like that kind of just stuck in his side. Gotta keep the Christ in Christmas there. Yeah, he didn't love it, right? Right. And so he, he would teach us as we were growing up about, you know, the imagery that the secular world will use surrounding religious holidays. And it's because not all of us celebrate the same religion. And so that's why I think a lot of this stuff has kind of been taken away from that and they kind of, you know, incorporate something else. That way we're all included and it's not necessarily, we don't have to hold you out because of the religious affiliation. But I mean, why should we all be included in Christmas? If I'm a non-believer of Christ, why am I celebrating Christmas? And to me, it's Santa Claus. But I mean, that's that, that's a good question. There. Because socks and sweaters are important. Well, there you tell. go. There socks you go. and your sweaters grandma, are important. Your grandma has to give you something. So like I said, my, my, my dad was a pretty logical person. I mean, it was the 80s, so occasionally he got caught up in that whole footloose kind of mentality where it's like the movie theater was evil and like all this stuff. I mean, he did. There were times where he definitely went too far. Okay? I don't want to look back on the man with revisionist history just because he's dead. Well, and I I, I think you've brought this up before. I think a a part of that isn't so much that that's what he thought or felt. It's that he he felt that there were expectations of like, well, of course my son shouldn't be listening to this devil's music. It it, it wasn't so much that he hated the crew. It was that he He knew the people who were coming to his church hated the crew. Exactly. And I had to be yeah i had to fall on uh, on the sword representative right? of the name there so you know i have dealt with this whole you're ruining these holidays uh, you know by your secular views my whole life and there's a pastor now who's freaking out this video is available for you at wrqk.com in the stands ratio section but we did highlight some of the audio for you and wanted to run it for you because well she might be crazy let's take a listen A lot of them, dude. A lot of people do Easter egg hunts. There's all, they're all over the place, man. I mean, man. the White House does them, right? Everyone, yes. Yeah, there you go. Are you aware that Easter bunnies don't even hatch eggs? How stupid is that? Are you aware that Easter bunnies aren't even real? Is that, Are you aware of that, lady? Oh, my God. I mean, like, let's be real. We're not talking about rabbits. We're talking about the goddamn Easter bunny. Here. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you're so right. Where's that mall? And Somebody point me to the mall. To me like I'm crazy. Bunnies don't poop eggs. Now, the, now here's the thing, okay? Now she's crazy, but she's factually correct there. Bunnies don't poop eggs, right? Or is Isaiah? Who's Isaiah Thomas related to? Bunnies don't poop eggs. She's right about that. You know what's crazy? I've seen the video, and if you see her, 
again, if you get time at work, you should watch this because if you see her, it, it totally the visual matches up to her crazy. Oh, one hundred percent. From her hair to what she's wearing yep. to her body type, everything exactly. you think about this woman is exactly what. What she you is. think she is, it is what it is. You should check it out. WRQK.com. Shout at it. And the devil had me in chains. I was an alcoholic, a drug addict. I was miserable. I had a kid at 19 years old by a man that was uh, 11 years older. Stansberry style there. It's fine. Older men are fine. Shh. Free sex. And he could buy alcohol. Yeah, he could. Don't you wish you I can too. Whore like that? Did you hear that? What what'd she say? Alcohol. Don't you wish you could meet a whore like that? I do. A lot of men do. I do. A lot of men are looking for a good whore that'll put out for free. Jeez. <laughs> I used to be that whore. She used to be that whore. Dear God. Let me tell you, dude, you catch more flies, is it, with honey than it is with vinegar? Dude, you're a little too angry to meet the husband of your dreams, I think. Uh, well, she doesn't need a husband. She has him, and his name's Jesus, so you got nothing to worry Ooh, about married, there. Married um, to the man, uh, you know, I, I, Obviously, y- you have a right to express yourself. You, sure, have, a you, right, you yeah. have a right to feel this way. But, like, dude, she's standing outside of a mall with a S- megaphone. Screaming like, whore. about whores. Like, Sooner or later, somebody's going to complain. Rightfully so. Again, the visual totally goes with the audio. She goes on for minutes on end after that actually you can catch that in the sands race section of wrqk.com but right now let's get you hooked up with one thousand dollars this rock station rock 1069 welcome back to the program where you are just minutes away now from getting hooked up with the Vans Warped Tour tickets. That rolls into Blossom July 18th. We have them. We'll pass them out here shortly. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need. People seem to be losing it over the audio that we ran uh, prior to the break. Over this pastor losing her mind. Over the Easter Bunny being the focus of Easter versus Jesus. I believe Phantom's highlighted just a little bit of this. If you missed it, here's a little bit of it. Don't you wish you could meet a whore like that? A lot of men are looking for a good whore that'll put out for free. I used to be that whore. I'm not a whore anymore. Yeah. As my buddy once famously said, a teener makes them all whores. Jeez. I don't know. I don't know if he's right, but that was his theory. I don't know if it's your same buddy, but uh, you've also subscribed to the theory of slowing it down makes it funnier. It does indeed. You want to hear it? Yeah, I would love it. Don't you wish you could meet a whore like that? <laughs> yes. A lot of men are looking for a good whore that'll put out for free. I used to be that whore. Yeah, she was. I'm not a whore anymore. <laughs> Now, even before we slow it down, you know what people are saying? And, dude, multiple people on Twitter hit me up with this. Is that she sounds like when Chris Farley would do Matt Foley from Saturday Night Van Down by the River. 
Like, she kind of sounds like that. If you haven't seen the video yet, she looks exactly like you think she would. That's online in the Stansberry Show section of WRQK.com. You know what I'm guilty of sometimes, Phantom? What is that? Taking a policeman at their word. Yeah. I am a little guilty of that. We talk about this a lot, where there are certain professions where you just assume that they're smarter or better or, or like um, more moral than you. Like A lot of times you'll walk in and you'll see people in like a smock in like a hospital and you just think they know exactly what they're doing. Well, it's certainly they couldn't have just bought in scrubs and walking around. You know what I mean? Like You see them and you're like, yes, respectable, uh, knowledgeable, you know what you're doing, you're great at your job. Uh, there's that. I feel like teachers get a big break sometimes where it's like, well, dude, sure, they're a teacher. They're going to be taking care of everything. And police officers, for sure, dude, there's almost come to be a point where if you even like rem- question, right, then you, you're, you're a cop hater that you, 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 you know, you want cops dead. Like, and it just, it, no, that's not what I want. Not I, necessarily true. Right. I, I, I just want everyone to be held accountable for what they do. That's fair. And I will admit that occasionally I'm a little too guilty of like, well, yeah, I'm, I believe them. I believe them. And now coming out of newcomers town, this story, you know, local, I believe it was last Monday that Brian Eubanks Newcomerstown police officer, I believe, told authorities that he had been pursuing two suspects in a black geo tracker on Johnson Hill Road in Newcomerstown when they began to shoot at his patrol car, striking him in the arm. Yeah, I remember us talking about this story. Black geo tracker was a big part of the joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And, uh, you know, they had put out the. Um, the mugshot of the guy with the face tattoos, it turned out they had then cleared him of all wrongdoing, that he wasn't part of this. So they put out alerts for the suspects. And at one point, like I said, releasing the photo of them, only to clear that person's name a short time later. Now, they have done some more investigation into this. And speaking with witnesses, they found, the sheriff's office did, they found Brian Eubank's story to be false. Investigators used an automatic license plate reader on the back of Eubanks cruiser to track down witnesses that had passed by his car at the time he said he was pursuing the suspects. Okay. Wow. I I even forgot that that was a piece of technology that they had. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's constantly. If you're out there, your your license plate's getting read. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I completely forgot that that was a thing. And according to the release, none of the witnesses reported seeing the geo tracker on Johnson Hill Road at the time Eubanks said he was pursuing the vehicle. What I'll say about that is, is people aren't necessarily the, the most credible witnesses. Best witnesses, whether regardless who you are, sometimes things happen and you don't even notice. Forget. it. right. Well, right. you don't even see it happening right in front of your. The face. The longer you get away from the situation happening, the less you're going to remember as well. And so that's when they say the sheriff's investigators say they called Eubanks in for more questioning, and then under the pressure of being questioned, he then admits to making up the story. He, Eubanks said, Brian Eubanks said that he lied about the story after a failed suicide attempt. Officials say that while they believe Eubanks caused his own injury, there are many questions that still need to be answered about the incident. Wait, shot in the arm, right? Yeah. What suicide attempt has you shooting yourself in the I, arm? Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what that would be. If it was an arm thing, you would think it would be razor blade via sure. versus yeah, like gunshots. Of course. Because you're not going to die from a gunshot wound to the arm, I wouldn't think. Well, you could, I but guess, that's yes, a that, pretty inefficient way to kill yourself. Not the best way to go about that. Not, not that there's a good way. I don't want anybody taking my words to mean that. All right? Eubanks has been released to family so that he can receive medical care for a state of mind. They uh, 
really stated. I, I'm not wild about that. What? Released to his family? I'm not wild about that. Would we release... I mean, if somebody was just in their car and had shot themselves in their arm, are we going to just release them to their family? My best guess is we would keep them under watch in a medical facility. Right. I mean, first of all, yeah. still be detained. If, if you're looking at it from the mental health area of it, like, well, you know, you'd better be served with professionals as opposed to your family. Your family doesn't know how to deal with, you know, with chronic depression or, right. or, or, or whatever it is that you're dealing with. And like... Why isn't this guy in jail? I mean, this guy put out a false police report. This guy, I mean, if I falsifying a police report, uh, right. I believe is a felony. If I just called, if I just called nine one one right now and was like, "Hey, dude, somebody shot at me," and it's found out that I was just lying about that, I should be in jail. Why? Why is this dude getting out to go be with his family? Now they do say the case has been forwarded to uh, the Tuscarawas County Sheriff's Office. Charges are pending, obviously, but yeah, the being released to your family right there that that sits wrong with me. I, I don't know if I'm wild about that. It seems, I don't know, just wrong. Special treatment? It's what it seems like to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I would be released for that. No, no matter what my state of mind was. As a matter of fact, I kind of feel like I know I would not be. I, I don't think you should be. I mean, obviously, you, 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 either A, you're suicidal, or B, and B, you're lying to cops. <laughs> <laughs> You've kind of shown me two different sides right. there that you can't be trusted on your own. Right. I, I mean, honestly, like it, it, it's, it's, it's a head scratcher of how you could even come to this conclusion that like, yeah, go ahead, go, go home, go home. So here's my other question. So did he shoot himself? It doesn't say here, and I'm reading from fox8.com. Did he shoot himself with a service weapon? Because weren't they going to check the ballistics of the gun yeah. and then find, like, no, dude, this is your service weapon? I mean, they, they're obviously going to... Have I been watching too much CSI? I mean, they're going to do that, right? You would you would think so. I mean, and, and honestly, misuse of a service weapon, I would assume, is another issue that you're getting yourself into. I would, I would imagine grounds for dismissal from the post, right? <laughs> I would like to think so. Obviously, this story is going to continue to develop, and 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 obviously, we'll continue to follow it. But man, oh man, it does not seem like there's a standard across the board here. It seems like this guy's getting preferential treatment. It really does feel that way. If you're interested in Vans Warp Tour, let's get you hooked up with those tickets right now. We'll take caller twenty at one eight hundred two four three seven six two five. You're hooked up on those and more. Stansberry Show headed your way next. Station Rock one zero six nine. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Your next opportunity to get hooked up with a $1,000 with Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay happens 9-10. That's the next time you'll get your next keyword. Let's see how many times I can fit the word next into that sentence. Next, now, never. All, <laughs> all those words. Careful with the N-words. Yeah, you got to be careful with the N-words. Careful with them. Got to gotta use those sparingly there. But 9-10, you'll get hooked up with 1000 bucks. So we were talking before the break, we were, about the Newcomerstown uh, police officer, Brian Eubanks, who had claimed he had been shot at by a couple of suspects on a geo, uh, from a black geo tracker. And after further investigation, they found out that, sure enough, he had lied about that. And since speaking of that, there's been a man on hold waiting to give me, I, uh, apparently he has information about this officer. Now, I want to make, before I go to him, I don't know. That what you know what I mean? Like he he says he has information on how this happened. Now he's claiming that I you know I don't know that, but let's find out what he has to say. Say his right show hello. Hey, he's talking about that Bill Newcomer town. I just wanted to 
I'm not condoning what that officer did or nothing, but I thought I'd give you a little information okay. about his mental his mental stability. Sure. There was a gruesome murder in Newcomerstown where a kid murdered his mother a few months ago. Okay. This was the officer on scene, and he hasn't been able to handle it since. Okay, that I did not know. I, I did not have that information. And and, and that's, no. that's that's you know certainly a sad circumstance for the guy. But I mean, right. does that excuse his actions? No, no. I said I'm not. I'm not condoning what he did. Okay. And so I'm local. I live around Newcomerstown. Okay. And this guy's had a hard time with that. So that's where his mental state was. And that kid that also that they put up first that they got Coshocton County, Tuscarawas County involved yeah. with and got the SWAT team out. Yes. He's also, he's also got a lawyer for putting his face out there because the officer named him personally. I would, imagine. I, I would, too. I would have gotten a lawyer for that, too. I, I absolutely yep. would have lawyered up for that. We yeah, I just thought I'd give you a little info on why his mental state might be the way it is. I, well, I appreciate the fact that you did, man. Thanks so much for calling in. Thanks for listening. Hey, no problem. Now, what I want to know, and I appreciate the call. You can make yours at 1-800-243-7625 as well. What I want to know is if this guy – now, again, we, I don't know who that is. I don't know how close he is to the situation. I don't know. But if that's the case, why did nobody else on the force know that and then put him on admin leave to, to get himself ready? Um, it's probably you know something that you don't want to necessarily like call one of your cop, you know your cop buddies out on and be like, hey, dude, it seems like you're having a really hard time with this. That's probably a tougher conversation to have than what, what we're giving it credit for. But like, okay, uh, okay, like c- certainly, I, I I I'm a firm believer in like, yeah, dude, things happen to you and it changes your outlook on life and, and your perspective on life. But if I tried to make that same argument about a a cop killer, somebody who shot a cop, well, when he was younger, his dad was really abusive. You nobody would take that as an answer. None. Nobody would take that as no. an answer. So, like, that doesn't, I mean, sad circumstances, but that doesn't change anything here. That doesn't mean anything here. And, like... Well, I, to be fair, you're not going to be able to give me something that makes it okay for somebody to try to frame two innocent people. Right. A, a, a gross abuse of power here. And not just yes. frame them for, like, well, we know we know this guy's a drug dealer, but we didn't catch him with drugs. I'm going to sprinkle some crack on him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, And I'm not saying that's okay either. Not okay. But, but, but this is, you are accusing two young men of being attempted cop killers how do you shake that stigma i mean that's one of those things where if before if somebody catches you in public before the cops catch you something awful something violent could definitely happen to you you think that everyone driving a black geo tracker down in t county wasn't freaking out at that point like is somebody gonna think it's me is somebody gonna you know and that's where all the black geo trackers are (laughs) a lot of them are in t county (laughs) that's where they're all at I, i also think it's worth noting with this like okay when did this dude start making when did this officer start making these decisions how long has he been framing people if i was arrested by this officer you can bet your ass I would be back in court today. You can bet your ass I would be I, my lawyer would be on the phone right now like dude, That's we got excellent point. We got we got we got new evidence on our side, dude. That's an excellent point. Yeah, when did you start doing this? You are going to have to go through his arrests, right? They will have to do that at some point. You should Oh my god! You what should, if, dude. What if this incident leads to like a bunch of people being released from jail? What well, if that? How, is can, a bad how can you trust anything that this officer has said? Any evidence that this officer has presented? Any testimony that this officer has been a part of? How can you trust it? You don't because you know what? You're right. Because at what point do you choose to cross the line? There was a first time. Was this it? I don't know. I guess maybe it could have been. It, it something has to be the first line, but I think that that's a pretty far leap to just assume this was the first one. Right. 
Right. I, I think that's a crazy leap. That's that's an insane leap. It's it, 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 There's no logic to it. I mean, the decision to tell people somebody shot at your car, no bullets hit the car, but they won't hit you in the arm. I mean, that's I mean, and, you're not really uh, and, it's not making a whole lot of sense. And I think there's lies coming out in this story of, oh, well, it was an attempted suicide attempt. You tried to sh- shoot yourself in the arm as an attempted suicide. What? And so this guy already had the bullet wound in him. This guy had already shot himself in the arm reportedly. And he was, did he, so he went to work the next day, just bandaged up and, and, and it's very strange. A lot of questions. here. The whole, yeah. And, and we'll probably get more and more answers as the days go on. And, and you know, you mentioned that this, there's, there's professions that we all just trust professions that we all just Nurses, give the benefit doctors. of the doubt to. And I, I mean, how does this not, as a, a fellow officer of the law, like, how does this not undermine everything that oh, a cop says? Yeah, man? dude, if you're a good cop today, what you're sitting Ugh. there thinking is, way to go, idiot. You just shot us all in the foot. Right. You the, shot us all in the, the foot. foot. Now we're all guilty of just being scumbags that frame people. You're right. If you're a good cop today, you hate hearing stuff like that. Hate it. Get hooked up with $1,000. That will happen. Nine ten and more Stansberry Show headed your way next. Hang on. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Just a few minutes away from getting you hooked up with a thousand bucks. Your next keyword happens 9-10. You text it in, you win money. Part of Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay. It will continue all day. We do it every weekday from 6 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock at night. You know who deserves double pay around here? Well, it's me, right? No, no, not you, not I, neither of us. But, dude, have you been in, like, the break room recently? Yeah. Dude, it reeks like garbage in there. Disgusting, dude. We need to double pay that janitor, get his ass in here, and clean that up, man, I, because I, something is vile in there. Really? I, I didn't know Oh, dude, smells like, smells like, smells like somebody put, I don't know, like a diaper inside of a cantaloupe and left it in the sun for two hours. Dude, it's disgusting. <laughs> dude, why do you have vile. to, why do you have to ruin cantaloupe for me? What did they do to you? <laughs> Not as if I was gonna, I was in any right. danger of eating right. cantaloupe, but like, why you gotta ruin it? Well, dude, that 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 bad smell, man. It's just the best way I could describe it. I can't believe you haven't been overwhelmed by it, dude. Just, no, it smells like hot garbage in there. It was like 15 minutes ago. I went and got coffee. I didn't notice. <laughs> now I will admit that I get occasionally. I get a little tunnel visioned, right? And like, like sometimes I'll be walking down the hallway while the show's on the air, and I won't even say hello to somebody who I pass in the hallway because I'm just kind of like focused. Well, dude, our job is very time sensitive. You got to get there and get back, and you know before before the song's over. But dude, just smells like ass up in there, dude. Oh. I, I, worse than ass. Well, well, now I kind of now I kind of want to smell it. <laughs> it's like your dental floss dance where he's got to go go get a go with a whiff. Like I'll lick the inside of the garbage can. <laughs> what does it taste like? Diapers of cantaloupe. <laughs> that sounds like an awful morning show out of like nowhere, Iowa. Diapers of cantaloupe. Up man. next, they'll get you hooked. Diapers of cantaloupe will get you hooked up with a thousand bucks. Keep listening. Well, I mean, dude, there's a guy in, uh, I, I believe it's Colorado, still Denver. His name's Floor Wax. Yeah. Like, and dude, he's good. Like, here's the thing. Floor Wax isn't the worst. He's okay. But it's like, what? It's <laughs> Floor Wax? I mean, dude, there's a, a syndicated show called Free Beer and Hot Wings, and those are the dude's names. So, like, yeah, dude, you can call yourself whatever you want yeah, on the radio. I'm not wild about Free Beer and Hot Wings. But, I, but yes, that they exist. There was also a guy back in the day at 1027, the Lunatic Fridge of American FM, WEB at Cincinnati, called his Puddin'. Puddin'. <laughs> I worked with a pudding. I worked with yeah, a pudding. Yeah, maybe it was the same guy. Yeah. Fat dude. <laughs> yeah. Ate a lot of pudding. Yeah. Huge, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah, people will call you all different. <laughs> 
kind of names. So yeah, diapers and cantaloupe. Diapers I don't, and cantaloupe. <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily out of uh, out of line there. So you have Netflix. I have Netflix. Turns sure. out we all have the Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty common thing, and I think it's well worth the money. So good. It's one of those things where if somebody was to say to me today, I don't have Netflix, I would almost look at you like you're crazy. Like, what are you watching then? What do you mean you don't have Netflix? And I was just talking to my buddy the other day, and we were having dinner, and I said to him, I said, imagine the guy that started Netflix. If he would have came to me and said, dude, I'm going to mail Blu-rays to people's houses, and then they're going to mail them back to me when they're done watching them, and if he would have asked you to invest in that, you would have looked at him like he was insane. Well, yes, obviously, the that that idea, at this point, it feels so antiquated. It's like, dude, it's hard to remember or even believe that Netflix got its start that way, but that's totally what it was. Yeah. And you bumped them up it in the queue. It was a home delivery service. Right, you bumped them up in the queue, and I kind of, I kind of forgot about doing that, but no, I totally remember those little envelopes, and yeah, dude, yeah. See, now it's like we search for things to watch on it, and you end up spending more time doing that. And it was more like the, back then it was like, well, do I want this? Do I want that? And then they'd come to the house, and you wouldn't watch them. You'd mail stuff back without ever watching them. You know what I mean? But Netflix has become a very standard business now, and it's becoming like one of the most popular things in America and worldwide. So much so that they're getting ready to surpass a major milestone for businesses like this. They are going to surpass 100 million global subscribers. Wow. That's massive. That's a lot of people. That's massive. 100 million people is a ton. They say the company will reach that milestone this weekend if the projections are correct. Now, what they say led to this is the smartphone. They say that over the past decade, what really did it for Netflix was the explosion of phones and tablets that allowed people to watch videos no matter where they were. I, I, I guess, but to me, that's just so crazy because I would never try to watch a TV show or a movie on my phone. Wouldn't do it. it what a waste that would be to me. Even if you were stuck somewhere? I guess if we're talking about, well, you're stuck at the airport and you literally have no other avenue, maybe. But I wouldn't, I probably, I would probably just sit there and surf on my phone as opposed to like trying to watch a full length something. If it's a video that I'm like, okay, yeah, 45 seconds, sure, I'll watch it on my phone. But like, dude, we're talking about watching like uh, the Avengers on on your phone. That sounds awful. That, That doesn't sound appealing to me at all. Once upon a time, I was living with a friend and, uh, I didn't have a TV. And so I was watching television every night uh, on my iPhone 5. Just sitting there holding it up. Yeah, you create things, delete it up again, so then you lay this way and uh, you can kind of, and it was. It was awful. That sounds, it sounds disheartening. Now, I watch my Netflix now via Roku. I have one of those things and you just kind of, you know, it comes with the remote and you can watch it via your, t- uh, your TV. Were you on a blow up mattress at that point? No, I did have a real okay, bed. Right, dude, because I was going to say, this just sounds sad, man. Blow up dates, but I had a, <laughs> but I had a real bed. I did have a real bed. One of the things that I see all over Netflix, and I've been kind of curious as to why this happens, mm-hmm. and I said to myself, I was like, there's no way everybody's watching this stuff, is Adam Sandler. Have you noticed? I mean, he's everywhere on that platform. Yeah, I think he signed a deal with them that he's going. To, he was going to do like eight movies for them, and they were going to pay him X amount of money. And like, Is it Sandy Wexler's the new one that's out right now? Yeah, I watched, what was it, The, the Ridiculous Eight or something was like that? Was that any good? It was all right. I mean, it, was, it wasn't great, but it was, I mean, it was like worth watching. Good enough. Good enough to be on your phone while you have a movie on in the background. I would have never guessed this. 
but they've released some numbers on Adam Sandler stuff via Netflix, and they say that members have watched a half of a billion hours of Adam Sandler movies. Now, remember, they're getting ready to surpass 100 million subscribers here, 51 million in the U.S. alone, 48, they say, overseas there. But a half a billion hours Jeez, of dude. Adam Sandler? Jeez, and all we are as a society, oh, I'm so busy, I don't have time for this. I, dude, we don't have time for that. I can't do that. I don't have time. And then we have time to watch half a billion hours worth of Adam Sandler? And I, I, am I wrong? I don't remember. Are Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore and all those movies, are those on? Or are we talking about just his newer crap? I think his classic films are, are on there. Okay. I think that was part of the deal. I don't okay. know. I've never, I mean, I won't search. That's not what I'm going there for. <laughs> Yeah, dude, a half a billion hours. That seems like a lot to me. Seems like a lot. Now, if you would have said like a half a billion episodes of or hours of Friends, well, yeah, because that's you know just kind of like generic. Turn it on, binge watching. Right. There's a, what ten seasons, right? So I that would make sense. But God, dude, that many Adam Sandler movies. Eesh. I've been binge watching Cheers lately. That's been okay. like what I've been watching on Netflix, and I forgot how funny that show was. But there are still multiple times in the middle. Like, here's the one thing I forgot about. Do you know how long television seasons used to be? Those on average are 24, 25 episodes per, per season. season. Yeah, definitely. That's crazy. You could never do that now, I don't think. You get 10 episodes out of something, right. 12 episodes out of something and for a sitcom. that seems like a lot. And right, right, right. Well, I mean, Jeez. and obviously, you know, Netflix has, has put a lot of money into their original programming and, and their original movies with 100, or with 100 million paid users. That's a lot of money. I still wonder what the bottom line is for Netflix. How much money are they making without advertisers? I mean, 10 bucks a month, it seems like steal to me, but like, I wonder if that has turned that into a, a massive... Well, they say if they if, if, that if Netflix is going to want to keep their investors happy, the company is going to eventually have to improve its relatively low profit margin. Uh, there's a California company that looked into this they, that earned 178 million on the revenue of 2.6 billion in the first quarter. Analysts predict Netflix will make 482 million on revenue of more than 11 billion for the entire year. Well, it seems like enough there to me. I but. mean, that sounds like a lot of money. I don't know what they need to get out of it, but that sounds like enough. I'll tell you this: 482 million is more than a thousand, but nobody's lining up to give you 482 million. So you take your thousand dollars right now and you be happy with it. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show, Rock 106.9. Win yourself $1,000 with Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay. You can do that 10-10 with Fishhead this morning. Going to be the greatest night at Hot Laps you ever had. $1,000 in your pocket. Dude, I feel like 30 bucks might give you the best <laughs> night you've ever had at Hot Laps. I could be wrong. Never been. I, I guess I shouldn't say that. I've never been. I keep saying that, hoping somebody would be like, you know what, bro? Let's go. Get in the car. Lunch buffet at Hot Laps. Dude. All right, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. You know what I mean? I'll try it. You know, people who listen to the show sometimes will uh, will express their displeasure with things that they hear. Really? And uh, <laughs> and that's welcomed. Of you know what I mean? I uh, I you know I can take it. I've uh, I've been in the public eye long enough to know people are just gonna you know say awful stuff to you. I totally get it, right? Yeah, you have to have a thick skin in this job. You, you do. really do. You do. And one of the things people will complain about is my complaining, right? Okay. I guess I've been known to bitch about things I'm not happy with. Yeah, I mean it's an opinion based show, so of course negative opinions are a part of that, just as you know much as positive opinions are. But oh, all right, I, I'll take that you know point there. 
My constant bitching about something is bringing about change, however, because okay. I, all right, so before the break, Fantone, <laughs> right. no, it is, right. I, I'm, I, yeah, I did stuff. Okay. Before the break, Fantone was kind of bitching about how, like, the break room kind of stinks right now, <sighs> something's in that garbage can, so I was like, all right, how bad is this? So I went in there to get some more coffee, and sure enough, it does, it reeks like there. Yeah. Something's rotten in Denmark. This, uh, this morning when I walked in to go make coffee, I mean, you could smell it, like, before you even walked in. I emptied out, like, half a bottle of Lysol up in that bitch, and it still has that gross, like, like I said, diaper inside of a cantaloupe out in the sun smell, and it's disgusting. But in on the counter, but right next to the coffee machine, is a basket of different types of coffee. Okay. Okay. Now, the, what had happened here is, is I had complained a couple of times on the radio about the lack of decent caffeine we have in the building, and I've made the point that my, our boss doesn't drink coffee, and I had said right. if he did, my guess is is that we would have better coffee. Yeah. Well, apparently, the guy that delivers the coffee to the building is a listener of the show because, well, everyone is. And so he heard it and I guess took a little bit of offense to it and had mentioned it to somebody in the building. And I get that, but I didn't call the company out by name. No. They're just a delivery service too, by the way. No. They, they carry multiple brands. Right. Like, we just chose the cheapest of the brands. It's not like, it's not, it's not a problem with the coffee company. It's what we were choosing to buy from you. Yeah. It's not like this dude is like the, 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 the barista. He's not back there like making this coffee for us or anything. He's just grabbing the box and bringing it in. Right. I mean, like, am I wrong? Is this dude like the minds and the, the, the brains behind the coffee operation is he out there and, and he's got the donkey like Juan Valdez and like bringing those Colombian beans to us no and so like the office manager says to me as I'm walking out of the break room she goes did you see we have a list in there and like we want you to write down what it is that you would like and they're asking everybody not just me and I said yeah I did see it actually I wrote it down because one of the options is black silk by Folgers which is what I use at home that's what I oh yeah that's what I use at home is the black silk by Folgers. I was gonna say I thought that was the most visit a recent recently visited site in your web browser history right there blacksilk.com. Stansberry just getting it in. Well, you know the name's used across <laughs> all things there, and I would get it in for I sure. Know, blacksilk.com, dude. Your boy would like that. That sounds like the, your favorite dancer at Hot Labs right there. Black Silk coming up next on the main stage is Black Silk. Do they even let her in the door out there? My guess is there's a couple of dudes arm banded like you're not coming in here. I could, I could, you know what? I say that, but I've never been. I don't know. You know what I mean? They might be very accepting of the black silk well, answer. It's Louisville, there. dude. So I think you're, I think you're right there. I Man, I'm right. sure Folgers loves being next to this. <laughs> but I did. I like actually took the time to write it down because that's what I use at home, and I would love to have that here. Right, and yeah. she, you know, and she said to me, she goes, you know, the coffee guy heard you. And I said, well, good. It brought about change. And somebody's listening. So there you go. And she was like, you didn't bring about the change. I called them because after hearing him being unhappy with you. Okay, well, then it was still what I had done. Right. You were the catalyst to uh, to new coffee. So, dude, honestly, hats off to you. Whenever you want to start complaining about things, just go right ahead, Sansbury. Yeah, you're damn right. I'm the Norma Ray of coffee. Oh, is that, is that what it That's is? That's how it goes. That, I don't even know who Norma Ray was. Is that what it but is? But anytime change happens or the workplace, do people bring her up? So that's what I'm doing. I'm bringing her up. Dude, I can't focus. I want a black silk dancer now. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I want one. But I'm being real truthful. I want two. Give me two. I'll take two like chains. I need two black silk dancers. But I, uh, and I also said to her in the hallway about the coffee, I said, we should go with Folgers and black silk because 
Well, Folders is part of the whole Smuckers Corporation yeah. there. That's local. A lot yeah. of dudes who listen to the show, when women too, yeah. who listen to the show and listen to this radio station, work at that plant. Why would we not try to do that? Yeah, it seems like an, a pretty easy tie-in. And for, uh, it would be for me. Now, if it's not cost-effective for the entire building, sometimes things are made on financial dude, decisions. I get it. We're talking about goddamn coffee here, Sansbury. Let's not act like the, the difference of like, well, it's going to be an extra. It's going to, you know, they, they bring that box in and it's got 800 packets of coffee and it's like, well, this one's going to be an extra $3.78. I think I think I think the world's biggest media company can pony up on that 378 and get us a decent cup of joe. I like right? it. I mean, I'm not too much of a stretch. We got 8 bajillion users on our app. I think we can afford an extra $3.78. I think the company might be doing, you know what? If it ends conversations <laughs> about black strippers and hot laps, we'll absolutely get you any any coffee you want. There was some breaking news that happened during the program. Yeah. We mentioned it earlier. We will close out the program mentioning it one more time. That happens next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 1069. You get $1,000 richer. 1010 this morning. Fishhead gives you your next keyword for Rock 1069's workday double pay. You get 1000 bucks just for listening and texting in the proper word. Fishhead gives you your next one, 1010 this morning. We made you aware earlier in the program that Aaron Hernandez, former New England Patriot tight end, committed suicide in prison Wednesday morning. Reading from the Boston Globe, according to a statement from the department, uh, the former New England Patriot star was discovered hanging in his cell at the Correctional Center in Shirley, Massachusetts at approximately 3.05 in the morning. Mr. Hernandez was in a single cell in a general population unit. Mr. Hernandez hanged himself utilizing a bedsheet that attached to his window, uh, to his cell window. He also attempted to block his door from the inside by jamming the door with various items. State police are investigating and his family has been notified as the whole world's been notified right. now via, via the Boston Globe there. I mean, do, I mean, he was serving a life sentence, right? They yeah. found him innocent of one murder, but then he was still convicted of that double murder, right? No, vice versa. He, oh, was, vice found, versa. he was found guilty, I think it was three years ago, four years ago at this point, of the single murder, and then went on trial for the double murder, found innocent of that. Still serving a life sentence, though, for that initial... Didn't want to do it. Right. Hung himself there. You know, I, I obviously there's going to be more that comes out about this, and they'll do brain scans and see if CTE was a part of all this insanity. Oh my and, god, I didn't even think of that. Well, but it has to be a part of the equation. Sure, I mean, yeah. It makes zero excuse. Makes no difference of whether this guy did or did not do right. this. I mean, but it's going to be a part of that equation. Things can be reasons without being excuses. Very fair. And I think there's, um, I think there's, I've seen some, some, oh, well, was this really murder or was this really suicide or was there something else at play here? Um, I, I don't want to say I don't know if I care, but like this guy was in prison. This guy was already found guilty of this crime. This guy was already going to serve this life sentence. To me, it does seem like it does. I don't want inmates being murdered, though. No, 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 no. I don't want to see inmates being murdered either. I don't want to see inmates being raped. I don't want to see anything like that. But like, it makes suicide make sense to me in this situation. Oh God, yeah, it does. It's like, what I would have done. It, it, it seems like the logical outcome here. And I guess over the next day or two, we'll we'll kind of find out more about it. Let's end the show on a positive note. As Fantone found this uh, via a Canton rep reporter that is making claim that a new restaurant shall be opening in Belden. Now there are two new restaurants going in. At Belden Village Mall, um, they've already like put the permits in. The repository ran an article about it yesterday, and considering the fact that 
literally every goddamn restaurant on the face of the planet is within a half a mile of that mall. I, me and my girlfriend, Two more. Were, me and my girlfriend were like, well, "What do you think it is? What do you, you know? Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's another thing." And uh, so, according to Allison Matas of the uh, Canton Repository, she just tweeted this out. Rumor has it that one of the restaurants could be at Melt Bar and Grill. Oh, I love that! I love that idea. Very exciting stuff. If you haven't been to Melt, dude, you're missing out. I know a lot of things get overhyped in this world. Melt is not one of it them. It delivers. Melt delivers, dude. It seriously does. On being good, I don't know if they actually deliver food. I should. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I got spoiled on Melt because I lived about a half a mile away from their Lakewood location for about seven, eight years, and so I ate it constantly. Now, you know, Melt once upon a time was this like, dude, you got to go all the way up to Cleveland for it. Right. Dude, it's going to be worth it, and it totally was. He's everywhere now. But now that it's expanding, now that it's in Jacob's or the or whatever, Stop Progressive it. Field, damn it, it's not Jacob's Field, um, whether it's at, at Progressive, there's one in Fairlawn that just opened up. Um, I, I, I think that you said that the Dayton or Toledo location. I believe he's opening Dayton now. There's one in Columbus. There's like, uh, there's one on the east side of Cleveland somewhere. Now this, like I said, this, Independence, this, this 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 you know Canton Repository reporter says rumor has it that one could be at Melted Melt Bar and Grill for these restaurants opening in near Bell. So she stresses that it's a rumor, but Melt Bar and Grill they respond. They say some rumors are true, some rumors are false. My guess is then that's true. Which one will this be? Stay tuned, dude. Dude, that is a great sign, bro. I've known Matt, the guy who owns Melt and Bar and Grill. I'm sure he's probably got now more money and more investors in it. But Matt Fish is the guy that started that, and I've known Matt a long time. And I begged him when I moved down here. I said, "Dude, you gotta get me one of these here. You gotta get me one of these here." And sure enough, here we are. Now I didn't do that. You you want to take credit for it, though? But but I'm all right with you (laughs) thinking that I did that. I am totally okay with that. Yo, that's uh, honestly, I know there's one in Fairlawn. Yeah. And not like Fairlawn's far. But I got to be honest with you. Would I eat melt more if it was a five minute drive versus up in Fairlawn? Yes, absolutely, I would. He'll of probably course. make his money on me alone. Yeah, I, dude. Honestly, I mean, dude, the sandwiches there, and it's it, we I, we've talked about this. Well, is it still a grilled cheese if there's meatballs in it? Doesn't yes. matter. It's delicious. Doesn't matter, dude. It's I don't care delicious. what the sandwich is called. Man. Just put it on the plate and give it to me. And yeah, dude, they 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 do all kind of fantastic food stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm happy to hear that that could be true. Good news. Very, very good news. Also good news is uh, free money. Win yourself $1,000 with Rock 1069's Workday Double Pay. Your next keyword, head your way at 1010 from Fishhead. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 1069. You guys have a great day. See you. <laughs>